What's up, guys? Welcome back to episode five of Talk About It with me, Allie. If you are still here, I just want to thank you guys so much. Recording definitely is not easy. And uh, I've been practicing with sounds, so I'm hopeful that this one is the best and I've got all the kinks worked out. But I am here now to get just down to business. I'm here with a good friend of mine, Reed. Hey, Reed. How you doing, sweetie? Uh, You know, it's always a beautiful day to be here, but uh, we were just talking about how long we've known each other. I think we just, we did the math on that and it's like six years now. Between six and seven, conservatively. Yeah, so um, I knew you back in a different a different era of Ali, didn't I? Oh, very much so. Like, just I can't even really explain the parallels between past and present. It's two different people. Hopefully, all good things though. Oh, definitely. No, it. Not that one was better or worse than the other. It's just you know a little bit more of a self appreciation, like that you actually started, you know. It's like I didn't have to convince you of what I saw. Like you actually were believing that about yourself. So just more self-aware, Allie. I, d- I can definitely agree with that. You knew me when I was a little more, a little more wild too. I'm, I like to be at home a lot now. <laughs> Let's see. And I don't know. I just, I guess by your standard, like thinking that you were wild, like I, in hindsight, I can be like, okay, yeah, she was. But at the time it was like, no, she's actually like really chill. Like this is her muted. And I just, you know, thinking about it now, like, no, the fuck she's not. (laughs) No, she's not at all. No, I don't think that anybody could use the word uh, muted to describe me in any capacity. No, I take it back. (laughs) Like, I, I, being that wrong, all I can do is own up to it. That's okay. I still love you. I love you too. Uh, But we actually, so I brought you on today because I kind of, I kind of did a thing had a request on a topic for this episode. And uh, one of our listeners sent me a lovely email, which you can also do if you want to talk about something. And that email is talkaboutitpod at gmail.com. So our topic today, Reed, is all about cheaters and cheating. So I'm going to come really hot out this gate. You know me. Have you ever cheated before? Yes, I have. Have you only cheated once? No. Did you only cheat on one person, though? Or did you cheat on multiple people? No, I have stepped out on multiple partners. When, uh, was that like in your younger years? Or was that like more recently? I would say, to like the degree of which I'm embarrassed about it, I would say it's pretty recent history, but it's still been, you know, it's taken me like the last 10 years to like really introspectively be able to understand why I do the things that I do. So do you think that like you were, you actively knew that you were going to cheat on your partner? No, never like from the, it was never like going into anything with like a plan or even like, you know, amusing of it. It was just the self-awareness that I had, the misguided one at that that all I could process is not I'm going to cheat, but it might be like there was always that chance. So like, did you feel like you were committed to like your person and like that 
wow, words were difficult there. Do you feel like you weren't as committed? Like you chose to not be as committed? I had very misguided notions of what commitment was. Everything about me in my years, like in my younger years, was this very narcissistic way of thinking, I'm doing the best for me, I'm doing the best for everybody, and if they don't like it or they can't appreciate it, well, then fuck them. And that's just, you know, it's a very it's a very possessive way to think about things, like, because no matter what you're inherently trying to do good, you're doing it for self-gratification. It's, I don't know. It. So you were able to justify it in your mind, basically, yes. on, like, why you were cheating. Yes. That... That it was best for... I'm sorry. Did you say it was best for everybody that you were cheating? Like, I was able to convince myself. You were able... How I would need to know how you were able to convince yourself. I'm very interested. I mean, I'm interested not only because we had somebody ask for this topic specifically, but I'm interested because I've never cheated, but I've been cheated on. And that shit sucks. So I'm interested to to hear it from... Because you're my friend... And we've known each other for a long time. I feel really comfortable asking you these questions. So feel free to tell me to shut the fuck up at any point if I'm just like stepping way over lines. No, it's, but I got to know, Reed, and I think everybody's got to know, how did you justify it to yourself? And you'd be like, yeah, it's all cool to do this. See, and the thing is, the way you're talking, the way I'm talking right now, the laughter, the giggles and shit, like that makes it sound like I just think everything I'm doing is just hilarious. No, that's just because of where I'm at right now. Like in this moment on the plane. Like hindsight looking back, this is... I just don't want it to sound like... I, I don't want it to sound like I... This isn't who you are now. It's not supposed to come off as, oh, I think this shit is hilarious. No, 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 no. It's it's not it's not funny. And cheating, you know, we've seen the destruction yes. that it can that it can cause homes. And we're not... We're not blind to that. No. Like we've both, we've both seen it on different ends and on the same end because you've had it happen to you as well. Oh yeah. I want, I do want to go back before we get to how the mighty turntables have turned. If you guys love the office, then you get that quote. And if you don't love the office, it's okay. You can still sit with us. That's no, I'm, I'm Ricky Bob. If you don't chew big red, then fuck you. <laughs> You definitely cannot sit with us. Oh, man. So how old were you when you went on this spur of non-committal adultery? No, I mean, like, it was never anything that just conjured. I mean, it was, like, like pretty fresh out the gate because the first couple of girlfriends that I had, like, they were cheaters kind of thing. But like, ever since the beginning, like... The way that in my mind is like, okay, from the jump, a woman fucked me over. Um, it's never going to be, you know, it's never going to be easy for them again. You know, it's, I don't uh, so get you mad, keep them, I don't get even, I get ahead kind of thing. So you keep them at an arm's distance is what you're saying. Because oh. as long as they're arm's distance away, they can't hurt you. Oh yeah, no, trust me. Going down this rabbit hole, you're. it's going to be impossible for you to be like, how... Are you, how can one person be that fucking narcissistic? Like, but I don't know you as that now, so it's very it's very interesting to hear like this other. We I don't think we've ever talked about this. Well, 
so much of this is because, thankfully, I'm in therapy. Like, I fucking go to therapy. Good for you. I go to therapy every Monday. It's one of my days off. It's the same lady I talk to. I fucks with this woman. Like, she lets me talk for an hour or she'll let me ask her questions. And it's just the most random shit. It's like getting to... It's like getting to hang with your favorite bartender and you're telling them something genuine that they haven't fucking heard already like a million times. So it's just, you know, being able to have that banter with one person and it doesn't matter what you say. It's like, no, nah, man, you're good. Like, you're good. Like, no, you're doing you. For just, sure. It just makes it easier to be like, man, now that I kind of actually get everything I want, like I can actually see like, oh, I'm, I've been a piece of shit. Well, I think that being able to look at your actions and like, wow, that wasn't great of me. There's a lot of like, that's there's a lot of wherewithal on like you wanting to change and you wanting to grow. And I think that's awesome that you're in therapy. Good for you. Oh yeah. No, like <laughs> being out in West Texas for three years, it honestly is like what I would imagine like being in fucking prison would be like, just like the, how draining it was. Mm-hmm. I mean, and it wasn't just the, the work, you know, I've never shied away from, you know, labor. There's nothing about that shit that's rocket science. So I picked it up very easily. Mm-hmm. It was just tiring being around people that I have nothing in common with, like on any part of the spectral plane and just having to listen to these dumb motherfuckers say the most ignorant things. And they think it's funny, but you can tell their seriousness behind it. Mm-hmm. And it actually, you know, clicked in my head. Like I literally took this job because it pays $150,000 a year. And I'm slowly watching myself slip into madness and just genuinely being like, well, it's a good job. The moment that I realized that, that was, you know, cacophony of my life. Just as soon as that thought crossed my head, I questioned fucking everything. Mm -hmm. Well, do you think that you uh, traveling for work, like, do you think that was a catalyst for cheating? Definitely. Oh, sorry about that, guys. I had a little situation that I had to take care of. I have a not so feeling too good pup right now, but he'll be better by tomorrow. Probably. I think it's just a little stomach bug, but anyways, Reed, we were talking about, um, you're stepping out, stepping a hose, stepping a stepping some shit, motherfucking have an ass. Is that correct? In your words? Yes. So we all want to know what was the reason? Like what was, What made you want to cheat? What made you want to do it? Like I said, it wasn't necessarily even that I wanted to cheat. It was just, I don't know, almost just like a bodily function. Nothing that really registered as anything other than putting one foot in front of the other. You were just looking to fuck. I guess so. Like... Did you have an emotional relationship with the women that you were sleeping with outside of your relationship? I don't think you can even... I think if you cheat on someone like the... um, if you cheat on someone like the emotional connection, like that's just, that that's never there. That's never present. Physical attraction, that is something that, you know, goes every which way, depending on the person. When someone makes an emotional connection, then I don't know. I just, any woman that I've been emotionally connected with have been the ones that have cheated on me, if that makes sense. So 
the ones that cheat on you, was that before or after you had cheated? From the jump. It's never been, it's not an evolution. It's not like a character upgrade. It was just like part of the script. <laughs> like It was the OG. This is how we're starting out. Yeah, it's like... <laughs> this is level zero. This is the dude that, you know, like seeing romantic, you know, dangerous love in the movie. It's like, oh man, that is so tangible. That is so real. Thinking like that, mm-hmm. you know, just creating a fucking fantasy world. I'm going to love it if the like spoiler alert for the my in therapy session is just motherfucker like you have ADD you have been in dreamland for 20 fucking years what makes you think you've been in a dreamland because this the shit that commands my attention is not anything that anybody else no any sane person would occupy their time with well that's fair i guess what do you occupy your time with not cheating now though no not cheating I mean, literally, I love... Cheating the, isn't your hobby. No, not at all. <laughs> Are you paid to cheat? God. If, is that prostitution? Only, yes. Which, I don't know. I guess that's legal now, but, you know. Is it? I'm pro people doing whatever the fuck they want to do that makes them happy as long as it's not hurting others. I am pro minding my fucking business. I am pro <laughs> minding my own fucking business. Great high five. I mean, that is... I mean, whatever amendment we're up to, the next one should be like, thou shall mind their own fucking business. If it's... Was that an amendment or was that a commandment? It needs to be etched in fucking <laughs> stone. Both. Like, what it can be whatever it wants to be. It needs to be, like, sound logic. Like, you know... Just be kind, man. I, just, I think about, like, anytime someone, you know, tries to engender somebody, like, you know, politically, like, you know, are you right, are you left, liberal, conservative, whatever... You know, you have someone like my brother who is like, I'm a fucking humanitarian. Like, I'm in it for the fucking human beings. And it's like, mm-hmm. that's that wishy-washy shit of like, I, whatever the general population is like, oh, we get behind that. Like, that's what we believe in. Like, they're the fucking bandwagoners. You know, we have to have people that fight for people, though. We have people that fight for other things. We need people that fight for people. Yeah. There you go. Oh, can you hear me now? That's way better. Good. Guys, Reed's going to make me have to do so much editing because he won't keep his face into the microphone. I am terribly sorry. It's okay. You keep looking over at me and it's cool. I know. Like I'm looking, <laughs> I'm looking great after a 12 hour car ride. Me and the dogs, we will, I got one that's not looking hot, but it's all good. <laughs> It's all good. So we were talking about you and getting back on topic, cheating and being cheated on. As as a male, what are your thoughts on anybody who cheats? Like just what are your, what's your opinion now on it? I mean, to each their own. At this point, I see it as, I mean, it's it's selfishness because... You know, it starts off as just a lack of a communication. And I don't know, I guess people nowadays, like, it just, you know, loyalty shifts so much. I don't think anybody thinks of it as a big deal. Like, it's it's almost like when you are entering in with a relationship, it's almost like you anticipate that something like that's going to happen. And it's going to be something, you know, just random and stupid. But it's just become so normal. You think it's, oh, excuse me. Um, you think it's the 
the gate that people use to get out of a relationship is to cheat. Definitely. Was that what was like, was that your experience? Like the relationship was done and more often than not, she cheated. And that being on both sides, like that would be like her reasoning for cheating on me or my reasoning for cheating on her. Like it's, it's all intermingled. Like, you know, everybody has, you know, their, their understanding of why different people cheat for different reasons. Mm -hmm. But it's like inherently, no matter the different components, like men and women stack up equally in ways that they can be shitty. Oh, for sure. I mean, we both date women, so and the I fl- think we can both we both have experiences on how shitty women can be. <laughs> <laughs> but I guess that's something that I can always appreciate that it's like I love that one of my best friends is a lesbian because it's like this is the perfect woman. Like I can talk to her about women like it's she just, does exist, <laughs> and she is your lesbian friend. And it's like, you know, in that in in the sense of our relationship, it's like the truest love really is platonic love. Like it's just, man, I love you, but I like you. I know, I, I like, like you. you. I like you as a person. Like you don't fucking annoy me. I know we can exist in each other's space, and it's chill. You actually, we lived together for a little bit, indeed, for like six weeks. When you, so I moved here first. Yes, and then you just missed me so much. You had to follow me. Fucking a right. <laughs> and so you you call me one day, and you're just like, "Hey, I'm kind of transitioning like into that area." And this drive is like really terrible. And I'm just like, well, why didn't you say anything sooner? Why aren't you just staying with me? And so you just like, we just hung out for like six weeks. And then you like, were like, okay, well, I got my own place. And I was like, I was kind of sad about it. I was like, I know this is my apartment, but kind of missed you, bro. But it was like, I got to do stuff that it was almost like I was putting on, but it's like really and truly who I am. Like, I love the fact that it was, hey, come stay at my place. And it immediately was just, I'm crashing on her couch. There there was no, she like talking about like us being like in the, like in the same bed. Like, no, no like it was just, oh, I'm on the couch. Fucking A. Like, Done, done. To be fair, you be did fair, have huh? the option of an air mattress. No, the, no, your couch is bitching. Like honestly, whenever, whenever you throw it out, like I'm just gonna buy you a new one. I want that couch. Like honestly, that, that couch, couch belongs. Is so dope. It, that couch belongs like in a garage, like on King of the Hill. It it's just will. Comfy. It will. It's gonna go. If I ever upgrade to like a two bedroom, it'll go into the second bedroom. It'll be my my shroom room. There you go. You know. I'm just being honest. I'm being honest, what I'm going to call the room. It's going to be cute. Anyways. But no, like even like <laughs> you went on a trip. It was, what was it? Uh, a wedding maybe. So I had a bachelorette, a wedding. I went to Costa Rica. I think you were here for both the bachelorette and the wedding though to watch the, to help me watch the dogs. Yes, I, I didn't. Or help I, me by watching the dogs because I wasn't here to do so. Yes. But it was like you were coming back into town I just, I knew you were going to be like bushed from traveling. So it was like, mm-hmm. I literally packed up everything that I had and took it down to my car because it was like, I didn't want you to come home to your space and see like anything that wasn't yours because there'd be that hair trigger response of it. Maybe like, 
what the fuck is this doing right here? And it just like, you know, just, I did, I did not want to ruin any part of like you're coming home and just like, ah, uh, like I'm home. That's like, I didn't want a harsher thoughtful. buzz like at all. No, no. And you didn't like, it was incredibly thoughtful, but I was like, I was more shocked that like, I didn't see it. I was like concerned. I was like, Whoa, what? Like, I think I actually messaged you and I was like, are you okay? Like what's, what's going on? Cause none of your stuff is here. And that's when you were like, no, no, this is, you know, cause you kind of told me the same thing. You just wanted me to make like, to have like my space. And it was just top tier thoughtfulness. But, like, I was still bummed that, like, you weren't there, so it's okay, though. I still... What is the what is the fashion show that we watch? Oh, um... Oh, shit. Glo- no, it's, it's not Glow Up. It's not Glow Up. It's Next in Fashion. That sounds about right. I think it's Next in Fashion. We still have yet to finish... The newest season. I think I know who wins that one, though. I can just... Did you see it? No, no, no. I know. I didn't spoil it. No, I'm just saying I have a feeling just because it's it's one of the ones that they love every single time, (sighs) no matter what. And it always looks like... So y'all, Reed and I, apparently, we know nothing about fashion. That's been proven because we watched this show and, you know, we've partaken, we've snacked, We've done all the things and we're just vegging out and we're like, oh my God, we love this outfit. It looks so good. We're like, yes, yes, 10 out of 10. And then it gets it gets ripped. to the judge part and they're like the like they're all judging the it's the a, outfit and it's like, no, garbage, trash, throw it out. And it's just like it is so over the top. It's like I don't know. It's it's so it's so choreographed, but it's just. <laughs> I love when they put ominous music that could be like an Indiana Jones, like in these fashion shows where it's like, I ran out of silk. I like, know. It, it's just the fact that I can be like, oh man, this is some. They high know state how to get my heart shit. racing. Like these people are competing for a hundred grand or yeah, a yeah, hundred grand. I think so. I can't even remember what yeah. the shows. And it's like. They're not going to give me that money, like. But I'm just I'm invested in them. I like to root for the underdogs. Like See? I like to root for the ones that don't have like maybe they're not like a pro yet or like they don't have as much experience. Like I like to root for those guys because like that's going to change their entire career. Not that you know, uh, I'm not even. I'm not invested, you know, like, I don't know these motherfuckers, but still, like, we all got to have a favorite. Well, it's not even that. It's more so, it make it it makes being human, like, feel good because it's like, damn, that, you know, even though this person has this and I don't and vice versa, like, everybody's still playing with the same deck, you know, like, it's it's even and it's in its own different ways. Like, we're all on the same playing field. Like, if you break down, like, every single attribute that could ever be given to one person, and, you know, let's say there's a thousand of them, and it breaks down each individual component of that person, I guarantee the same categories you and I measured against each other, varying degrees of everything. Some stuff were right neck and neck. Other things we couldn't be polar opposite. But it all equals out to the same math. Like, yeah, everybody all on the same made up of, like, thing. 100%. Like if you and I did like one of those a hundred different challenges things, mm-hmm. it's like 
however you want to break it, it ends up being 50-50. Like, it's... If it's something that every part of us is tested on, there are things that inherently I'm better at than you are, and then there are things that you're going to kick my ass at, but yeah. it all balances out. Yeah, I would say I would say most things balance out. Yeah, I could agree. I could agree with that. Like, in some way that, you know, like, if we're tested on everything fucking imaginable, like, I think that, yeah, we'd... 50 okay. 50 sounds right. Yeah. Can we talk for a second about how weird money is? One day somebody said, This piece of paper is worth this. Is actually worth this amount. This hunk of shit over here. And you can use this to pay for this amount of other things. And society just agreed with it. The only reason money costs anything is because we say it does. That's the only reason. So that's the only reason. Does that, but does that make okay? So if that's the case, does that make you, as someone who does not have a hundred billion dollars living wherever you want to, does that make you a fucking idiot for not being like one that can hustle? Like, take someone like Elon Musk. He's like, man, I'm the richest person in the world. Like, whatever the fuck that means. Like, I don't have any more or less than anybody else. But. For some odd reason, like, hey, I can go do this. I can pay for this. But, like, do the people that, you know, by whatever standard you put, people that are successful, there is a degree of, like, extreme selfishness about that. Like, someone who is... Well, one, I think we talk, we're talking about different kinds of success here. So I just want to lay that out. We're talking about somebody who is viewed yes. as financially very successful Yes, in terms thank of you. income. No, thank you for you being able to understand that's what I meant, even though that probably wasn't what I was saying. No, no, you The emphasis good. being that, yes, yeah, so financially successful, yes. Yeah, just to like narrow, narrow it down because just, I don't know, being, working with people... For as long as I have, I have met some people on both, on, on all sides, people who are very well off and are extremely kind and caring and people who are well off and are assholes and vice versa. I have met people who are not well off that are also kind and caring and I've met people who are not well off that are also assholes. Like you can be an asshole no matter how much money you have in that bank. And you can be kind no matter how much you have in the fucking bank. Kindness costs, oh, costs nothing. nothing. <laughs> Kindness costs nothing. And we need more of it. Like at the end of the day, your net worth ain't worth shit. Not when it comes down to things that matter. No. Like... And I mean things that matter in the sense of like... Whatever matters to them. As like a whole, I think we're here on this planet, right, to take our experiences, no matter if they're negative or positive, and continue on a path of positive in, in a sense of like positive energy. Not necessarily positivity all the time, like because sometimes, yeah, things suck, but what am I like... What are my options? What am I going to do about this? Because I, when I was in therapy, one of the things that my therapist told me, here's some, here's some free advice for y'all, that you don't have to live 
in that emotion, that you can put that up and visit it when you want, but you don't have to be there if you don't want to. That changed my life. I was like, wait, I don't have to? I can just step away? That gave me so much power. I think I would always choose at the end of the day if the universe was like, Allie, you can be a very wealthy person, but you have to be an asshole or you're going to hit a grind most of your life, but you're going to be like kind and caring about people. I would always choose that path because people matter, man. Experiences matter. Life's hard anyways. Nobody exists on purpose. See, and that's where for me, I, I do not think that I'm a religious person. I think I'm a very spiritual person, but it's like whatever of any faith, like, you know, the moment of redemption, like when the moment when you're saved, mm-hmm. the epiphany that you have when mm-hmm. you realize the red pill, the blue pill. Yeah. You're, you're, you know, you're taking this one with conviction. That's the moment where it's like, it's life changing. The initial thought is, you know what? I wish I could be a better person. And then it we being, have that. And we then have it that being, choice every day, I'm, though. I'm going to be a better person. Mm-hmm. And then the moment that you have the self-realization of, I am. Yeah. And that, that's, that's the, the saved moment. That's where you know, hey, in the rapture, you get, you get taken up. So when I was like 22, 23, that's when I had like this big moment of I didn't like who I was. I didn't. I sucked as a person. Like real bad not real bad but like I didn't have like this giant sense of autonomy I've kind of mentioned it but I grew up in a very like and you know this I grew up in a really strict southern baptist home and it didn't really call for a lot of autonomy I feel like so when I was learning how to do everything on my own I had to kind of figure me out and I looked in the mirror one day and I was like, I don't like this version of me. I was really angry. It was a really angry, like late teen, early 20s. Like I was living in it. I was hitting that fucking grind. I was school full time, work full time. It was rough. But I just told myself, I was like, I just have to change. I have to change how I think about me first. And so that's what I started doing. And obviously I wasn't great at it when you met me, but like now looking back, like seven, eight, nine years ago, I think me would be proud of me. Oh, very much so. And I guess it's like, I never felt slighted or not included in anything because it was like, I was getting to watch the evolution actually happen, even at a distance. And it just being like, okay, like this is the story arc. You had to like watch me go through some like serious shit. So, and I've been I'm trying to, I've been trying to remember this. Like I've been <laughs> every two seconds I keep going back to my head and like repeating it <laughs> so I don't forget it. So, would you say that being spiritual and being moral like are you, do you think they're synonymous? No, I do not think they're synonymous. Do you? Which do you think is of more importance? I'm really being glad that you asked. Spiritual or being moral? I love talking about this because I have a lot of thoughts. So, like, I am like trying to organize because I could Shuffle talk about up. this. I could talk about this for a long time. So, 
growing up again, grew up religiously, I was taught that you had to do certain things not and not do certain things and be a certain way in order to get to heaven. Now, I want to just say that this is the situation I grew up in. This is not necessarily the truth or what everybody grew up in. This is just my experience. So please don't come at me. But don't sue us. This is theoretical. Yeah. N- well, no, this is this is not theoretical. This is my truth. No, that's what I'm saying. It's not an invitation of yeah. anybody else. Yeah, no, 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 no. This is simply, you know, what I grew up with. Um <clears throat> And when I came out to my parents, I was already really struggling because in my house, like you were not gay. Like gay was not a thing that you could be like we couldn't even discuss it. Um, I think that's why I just, you know, like, I guess I would give you power in that situation because it's like knowing intrinsically, like you didn't, you just, you knew that this is who you were. You knew that you were gay. Oh, and, well, and the kind envi- of. Well, like, okay, but like in the environment that being openly gay, like w- how hard that would have been. Oh, yeah. It's like, but that was the ultimate reality check for you. It's like, well, given that this is the consequence, like I must be fucking gay because I'm doing it in spite of this. Oh, yeah. I didn't have a question on who I was at that point in regards to my sexuality, but, and I think this is so very rarely talked about because there's a lot of focus on other people when someone comes out. Well, how did their parents respond or their siblings respond? Did grandma take it well? And listen, am I allowed I under- to say fuck those people? You absolutely can, but hear, hear me <laughs> out. Hear me out. Very rarely have I heard stories where it is truly about the person who is coming out and that's where the focus should be because that person is learning who they are. So in some aspect, maybe they don't know who they are. I didn't necessarily knew, like I didn't know who I was in that moment, but I knew that this was, that that was something that I knew and I needed, what I needed was support. I needed people there in my life and- but, and I did, I did have people that showed up for me. Um, my best friend, my aunt, like I had people that were there. My, I had grandparents that were there for me. Like my parents just weren't. And my parents made, like, they made those decisions. I made the decisions that I made. Like we all said things. Don't get me wrong, guys. I am absolutely not perfect. My 20 year old self, 19, 20 year old self was definitely like, I had shit to say too. And, and I do, I think about some of the things that I said out of anger and just, you know, um, like it was very, like, it was very riot girl manifesto. Oh, it was like the peak of like, (laughs) I've got to figure out who I am. And this is like, when I tell you like, so, and that's, I think what I was getting back to was everything about who you are when you come out, at least in the environment that I did, everything comes into question. And one of the biggest things was my spirituality, my religion, because I grew up in that home. I had been active in a church for a while, like through, like through my teens and what I had been taught about parents loving their children is the exact opposite of what I'm experiencing. So I lose my family 
I lose my religion. I lose any sense of really who I was at that age. Nobody, I just feel like that's so not talked about like as much when you are going through that, like you are really going through it. Because it's like, did you feel like, obviously I have not had to have an epiphany of that magnitude in my life, just how I view things. But it just being like, like you're saying, it's sullied because you're supposed to worry about what other people's feelings are. So it doesn't get to be this moment of levity, you know, Mm -hmm. that it should be. It's you going scorched earth, motherfucker. It is. Oh, yeah. It's. I can't explain. It's the bomb to take out everything. Just the shockwave. It just gets sent out. Oh, yeah. That's when I had to. That is when I learned what advocating for myself looked like. At the time, advocating for myself now, way different, like so different. I had no idea like how to just like, like I grew up in a home that was just like my dad was a disciplinarian and like you, like you didn't even think about break. Like if you thought about breaking the rules, I was the oldest. So they were the strictest with me anyways. And so, like, when I tell you, like, blowing, it blew up my life. It blew up my life. But what happened after that was me really figuring out, like, who I was. And it took years. It took a long time. Like, this wasn't an overnight situation. I told you I was angry. I was angry for a long time. And then I smoked a lot of weed and did a lot of mushrooms. <laughs> and here we are. With As the one does. Talk about it. It is what it As is. As one does. I just realized like every day, you know, like how, how beautiful of a life I truly have because I just don't give a fuck. I'm not out here hurting anybody. I'm a, I've learned to be a better communicator. I know what I want for myself You know, I know what I like. I know what I want my life to look like. One, it looks great. Like the biggest freedom that I felt recently, like I told my dad, I was like, I have nothing obligatory in my life. And he was like, what do you mean? I'm like, you know, if there's something that you don't want to do, but you end up having to do it for whatever reason, you know, it just kind of brings you down. I was like, there's nothing in my life that like, if I don't want to do it, I don't fucking do it. And I do whatever I want to do. Like, and it's, <laughs> I don't know. It's it's almost like how I remember like being like a fucking teenager. It's, yeah, there's this sense of just like, there's like just, there's freedom. just enough money that goes into the bank account that allows me to play the game. I'm a big traveler. We went and we hiked. We went up to Mount Muskoko. I think that's how you say it. I don't know for a fact. Please don't come at me. Um, I'm doing my best, guys. Um, Maybe there will be a later episode about, about how, we how I have to correct that. See, that. Well, and to segue, like, that is a subject that I do want to get at some point, and not necessarily tonight, but the arrogance of someone who travels from the United States, like, we are born and bred American citizens. Correct. You don't speak Espanol, do you? You speak um, fucking English, don't you? I speak English. I speak, like barely any Spanish. I know like a little bit of kitchen Spanish. But like if you travel somewhere internationally, like most of the American population, you're all thinking the same thing. Myself included. Like, I hope these motherfuckers speak English. 
Like, I hate that that was not a point of something that we did in school of actually making us learn another fucking language. Well, do you know why? Let me tell you why. Let me tell you. I'm really excited to tell you. Um, Part of the reason is to keep us here. If you have a people that don't know how to function in other cultures and speak other languages, because learning two languages is the hardest. Once you learn two you learn other ones easier. Well, because, you know... You're using uh, a different part of your brain. Yeah. Well, fa- uh, you're just, you're able to phonetically piece it, to, uh, piece it together. Well, and that, well, and not only that, our language is also backwards compared to every other sense. We like are backwards how we're in backwards every fucking respect. Fuck. So... I'm so glad that way- we do not have the metric system, though. Like, I'm not going to lie. I'd be no, fucked if I had to go that. that is another reason if I had to go why we're isolated. Oh, no. Like that's why that's why our society is the way it is though is because we do everything different. We're the rebellious teenager. Are you kidding me? We're like telling the parents over there, like overseas, like nah, fuck you guys. We're gonna do this my way. No, like you da, should da, 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 da. you should see like the NFL games that they play in London. It's like, do some of them actually understand the rules and all that? Maybe they do, but it's just like to them, it's fucking sports. It's Two people beat the shit out of each other, like, and they're like, well, it's fucking entertainment. Like, who cares? Dude, okay, but I kind of agree with that because I went to my first hockey game uh, like <laughs> a week and a half ago. I loved it. I'm obsessed now. I don't give a when, fuck. I'm a fan. When was the epiphany of, oh my God, this is the shit? Was it the okay. first Tilly? Was listen, it the first Donnie Brook? Okay, listen, this was not. Hockey wasn't a thing where we were from. And I grew up small town. Like, it was football. Football only. So, moving here and hockey's a thing here. Last year, I was like, what is this? This seems kind of cool. So, this year, I'm into it. Like, I'm into it so hard. I have a sweatshirt and a hat and a blanket. I'm prepared as fuck for these games now. Kudos to anyone that knows the apparel in hockey is known as a sweater and not a jersey. So kudos. I had to I have to thank the show Shorzy for that. Like I might actually start watching hockey because of that. Like Dude, it's okay. Let me tell you why Canadians hockey are fucking hilarious. Let me tell you why hockey is the epitome of professional sports. One, it's never rained out. There's never bad weather. It's a seed as Fuck, it could be middle of summer and you're going to bring a sweatshirt because that ACB blossom for that ice. Two, have you seen the ice girls? They're beautiful. I you, didn't you know that, o- that was a you, thing. So you ogled them like a common man. I wasn't prepared. That's all I'm saying. Is oh, we're prepared not, for there to be ass and titties somewhere? Honestly, that was a newbie mistake. I'm a fucking rookie. I don't know what to tell you. I didn't I didn't know cheerleaders on ice were a thing. I was a cheerleader. Did you never like go see like Disney on ice or anything? No. I was just like my parents put me in sports. They didn't let me do stuff like that. <laughs> they didn't let me watch TV. We just had like a 10-minute conversation before we started about all the movies that I haven't seen. Why do I feel like just your childhood was like a goddamn Rocky montage? Just you anger working out. Just. Honestly, 
Do you know I used to run for fun? I was going to say, I, bet, I ran for fun. I shit you not. I was getting ready to say, I bet you are fast as fuck. I bet you are a sprinter. Uh, yeah. My home to first time was a 2.62. That time got me a scholarship, baby. There you go. Yeah. Listen, I can't, I don't know if I could run anywhere close to that now. Like hiking up the mountains, I was like, man, uh, maybe I should increase some cardio instead of all this weightlifting at the gym. Okay. From a, I guess, curiosity of a male, pers- uh, a male question from a female perspective. Okay. Given what it takes for, you know, some people to be happy, you uh-huh. know, they do whatever they do. Uh-huh. Being as someone who takes care of themselves the way that you do, like, uh-huh. You eat well, you work out, you do, you have done things to tone your body. Uh-huh. Do you feel that there's a difference in gratification of the built versus bought sentiment of things? Do you feel that, you know, I, I don't know, as, as someone who is naturally the way you are, do you feel any pressure to about that? Do you feel bad for the women that are like, Fucking, I, I I can't work out and do all that. I, like, I just, I want it now. Nah, man. My concern is about me and watering my own lawn. If somebody wants to look a certain way and they want to pay the money to do it, I love that for them. You do you, boo. You look your fucking best. I, all I want is for everybody to just love who they are. And if surgery, working out, not working out, not having surgery wearing makeup not wearing makeup wearing a dress not wearing a dress uh who fucking cares man like told you we're all just trying to exist i just want people to when people are at their happiest like that's when magic happens man like and however people need to feel their best just let them fucking do it like it's not anybody's business what anybody else spends their money on how that person looks it's all about how we see ourselves so yeah, like, I don't give a fuck. If you want to pay somebody to make you look like however you want to look, you do you, boo. I love it. I'll give you a high five. That life's not for me, but, you know, I love it for them. So, I was hoping we get a segue to this. So at what point, and whether you do it consciously or subconsciously, whatever, as someone who advocates a you-do-you-boo sentiment, <laughs> at what point does somebody do something that would otherwise be deemed like destructive or questionable? At what point is it even for you where it's like, okay, that they're just fucking nuts? Like, what is your point? What is the cross the line of this person is whimsical versus they have mental health problems. If they're putting themselves in a financial problem situation, like that's really it. Like, I mean, I think people should be happy in the skin that they're in, but it's not my place to ever judge somebody to want to change that. Not judging, not judging. Like if we're having a conversation and I just spout out a fact or whatever, and Without thinking, just your involuntary nerve impulse, you immediately are just like, dumb motherfucker. Like, <laughs> you didn't get a chance to weigh in. It just, your knee-jerk reaction is just, that person's fucking stupid. Um, That happens all the time at the bar. Like, people just, 
people when they drink, like they'll they'll just say anything that they want. Like you just have to. As, I internalize a lot. Have you work. always been like, able man. to laugh it off? No, no. That I've and I'm still learning how to do that. Like, and I'm 30 and I have no shame in saying that like, I am a constant work in progress. I am absolutely not perfect. Um, I say my own dumb shit. Don't you worry. But my knee jerk reaction is to laugh at everything. And I've learned that if that's your reaction, like, because like, I'm not serious. Like I'm not a serious person. So like I can have serious conversations, but I'm probably going to be laughing too. I'm probably going to laugh the whole time we're talking about it, honestly, because I'm just like, I'm not somebody that can just like sit here with a serious face all the time. I got to laugh it off, you know? Um, and I've also realized that when I say stupid shit, if my knee jerk reaction is to laugh anyways, and I laugh, and even if it is stupid, they're going to laugh with me. Like, especially when I'm behind the bar, they'll, and they'll laugh at me no matter what, if I'm laughing too. See, I just, I feel that that is one of the most beautifully naive things I've ever heard. (laughs) No, and trust me, like, we've been highlighting how fucked up I am. I'm just saying, though. (laughs) No, that's, that's, okay, listen, listen, I've had to learn to, like, bring people. The beauty's in your positivity that you admitting that, however whimsical or nice you want to be about it, like it still boils down to like some people get wrote off. Some people get called a dumbass off the bat. Like, but just you're, you are able to be like, well, we're, I'm not laughing at them. Like we're yeah, all laughing together. We're laughing together. There are people it's funny. that, see, <laughs> but there were like, if there's 10 people and five of them see your way, there's five people that are like, no, nah, that shit ain't funny, man. Listen, like, nothing is that guys. <laughs> I have to tell I have to tell myself this sometimes because I'm I'm bad at this like but I think I'm also very much exposed constantly to social situations so I think like like have as you far ever been as like so a batting average you laughed have I ever been so mad I laughed yeah like <laughs> like because that's all you can do you yeah. realize that that's the the only thing that you can do is to laugh because you're just like, I literally like, what else am I going to do about it? What else am I going to do? Honestly. So if you just have this knee jerk reaction of just like laughing at things, because really nothing's that serious. Nothing's that serious. Like a heart attack is serious. Sure. I'm not going to laugh at that, but like, like most normal interactions between complete strangers, like shouldn't like nothing should ever amount to like murder. No, like, no, like, it ain't that serious. Like there's nothing, nothing like until you serious. start delving into like, you know, the psychiatric aspect of it, but it's like, nothing's no, just, even that serious. Like if you bump into 10 people on the street and have 10 different interactions, one being very pleasant to one being the worst experience of your life. None of that gauntlet should be, I'm going to murder this person. None of that should affect who you are. You can't let, and again, Working on this. I'm Italian, y'all. Like, this is... I'm I'm going against it. Like, everything... The world's not against me. Yes, yeah, so I like, was not aware that you were Italian with your Hogwarts-sounding last name. Listen. Listen. <laughs> Shit sounds like just a spell cast. I mean... I can see the wand motion. A motherfucker. Like, psh, psh, psh. Lucky I don't have my Hogwarts sweatshirt on right now. It would have been perfect. But anyways... 
I think that like one, being able to control your own re- reaction slash response to things that shows more about who you are than anything else. Having that like wherewithal that one, most people are not functioning on like a higher frequency. Most people just aren't. They're very surface level. Once you realize that 90% of people are very much at the surface, it makes your life so much easier because you know that like spending my energy on trying to tell them why it matters when it doesn't fucking matter. Like everything matters, but nothing matters, but it makes everything matter. Like follow me there. Let's fucking go. When you realize that and then you have these like very minimal interactions, like you can kind of like just throw yourself in autopilot, honestly, because you're just like, this is what you see. This is what you want to see. Like you want to see this like blonde, like and en- ball of energy behind the bar, like having a good time, dancing to the music. That's what you want. You want to see that. You want somebody to be like, yeah, take that fucking shot. I'll be that. I'm cool with it. No big deal. That's just like literally like the bare minimal, like very surface level. And I'm like, part of me internally dies when I have to do that because. Oh, I'm about to blow your fucking mind with this It like, it rips my soul out a little bit because it's not like I'm such an introspective person. And I'm like, there's so much more to this than like that part of me. You know what I mean? Oh, man, I lost my train of thought. Like, oh, I was about to blow your fucking mind. You were going to blow my mind? Yes. No, I, I had the question of all questions. Just backtrack I'm here a for you to blow my mind. Blow um, my mind. Like, we'll say just back, kind of backtrack on what you were talking about, and it'll come back to me. You want me to remember what I said? Yes. Uh, you did. Okay. Um, I was talking about people that are very surface level. That's what I got. Was it like just... I was at the bar. You, ex- like, I am what you see sometimes. Like, I am that, like, lighthearted ball of energy, just, like, dancing, bopping music. Fuck, it just... It, it, it has it eluded me. your mind. <laughs> and, it, well, and I didn't want to interrupt you because I am told by my family that I'm an interrupting person. Like, it's that kid that has got his hand in the air and he has the fucking answer. That's and he's you. just, he's just, oh, 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 like, it's never wanting to interrupt anybody. It's just being so excited because it's like, so oh, I got something too. You're just so excited. But, um, no, I, and it, it'll come back to me because it, it's a question that I feel like you, you have an answer for. Like, it's one that it's not like it's going to stump you. It's going to be that motherfucker. I did want to talk about this. Well, we can keep chatting and see That's, if it comes to you if you want. So, well, in like that first thing that you said, like that is going to irritate me. It's going to come at me at like three o'clock. So if you at like three fifteen in the morning, you get like a text, like just oh that motherfucker remembered. I'll probably wake up on the couch because I have y'all. I don't know why I do this. I don't know why I do this. Like I know I'm tired. Why can't I just go the fuck to bed? Like. 
go to bed. You know you're going to fall asleep on the couch anyways. Just go to bed. Go to bed. I talk about this I in therapy. I don't. I just fall asleep on the couch. Just go to bed. <laughs> like What's it, wrong with you? It's comfortable, but there's like a middle finger in there too. You know. It's because I'm a grown up and I want to do what I want. And I... I'm not ready for to go to the bedroom yet. Like I'm not ready to be, I'm the, not ready for snooze town. Like, the realization that like diabetes aside, it's like, I'm an adult. Like if I want to fucking have ice cream for breakfast, like no one can stop me. That's like, true. <laughs> but my, my tummy would hate me all day. If oh I no. Did that. Oh no, 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 no. Just, but just like the like, fact, you know, it sounds good for breakfast. <laughs> well, it tie like to me, it's tied back into what you're saying that wealth is wealth and poor is poor. Like it's all this, like we all have everything or nothing. I don't know. To me, like that's just the, the similarity of it. it's like, you know, like why am I at work? It's just, I don't know. Yeah, you can easily spin off into this existential like crisis, but when you really when you really boil it down and you realize your reality is exactly what you make it, like that gives you so much power. Like life really is like it's too short, man. It's too short to hate things, it's too short to be angry, it's too short doing things you don't want to do. It's too short for soul-sucking corporate jobs. Sorry, love you guys, but it is what it is. You know, it's it's too short to not do things. It's too short to not go on that trip, to not fall in love, to not do the things that light your soul on fire. So you know what? I feel like that's a beautiful place to kind of stop is guys. I hope you had a great time with me and Reed tonight. I hope your sesh was as great as ours was. And I hope you find something that lights your soul on fire. F&A, man. I'm, I'm all for that. Hell yeah. Bye, guys. Guys, so Reed actually remembered his question. So, Reed, what was, what was this question that you wanted to ask? Okay. So, at the moment of actualization in your life where the realization sets in that you literally have everything you want in the world, there is nothing that is out of sync in your life, like just that, that moment of realization of just everything that I'm supposed to be, this is that moment. Mm -hmm. Are you the person that is able to bask in that moment? Or as someone like yourself that is spontaneous, that looks forward to the new adventures, once you know that essentially from now until the moment you die, this is the happiest you'll ever be, and never again, is it going to fuck with you? I don't think that'll ever fuck with me because I don't ever think that I could, like there kind of is always something more. There's always something to look forward to. Like at least for me, like I'm a, I'm a trip taker. That's what I like to do with, with my earnings that my job pays me. Um, kind of. So like I'm saying, so you literally just got so, back from a trip and you had so much fun. I did. And it's like, what's going to happen that time you get back from vacation and you're like, fuck, I'm never going to go on vacation again. Oh no, that'll never be, that'll never be me. I'm already, you're, you've already agreed to watch my dogs on my next trip. Well, yeah, of course. So you already know I'm taking like another trip. I'm a, I'm a trip taker. Like, no, I, <laughs> I con I'm constantly planning. Like I'm con like for me, like I'm my, not reneging on watching dogs. Has, I love these boys by the way. So 
everybody has their thing that they like to spend their money on. Some people like to spend their money on clothes or they really like a good skincare regimen. I mean, I have a simple one, but you know, it's not crazy. I'm a trip taker. Some people like to spend money on like shoes, like sneakerheads. For me, I like to go, like, I like to see my best friend. I like to take, like, I like to go and see things and do things. And that's where, excuse me, that's where I find my happiness, like what lights my soul on fire. So you're saying that you don't necessarily believe in like the, you know, achieving nirvana as it were. I think we achieve that internally. I don't think that's an external situation. Like Nirvana is about, it's not like, yes, it's happiness, but happiness, happiness is found in inner peace. Like when you have peace with what you do and who you are and where you're at in your life, that is when you reach Nirvana is this is who I am and you take full ownership. Like I'll own, I'll own all my highs and I'll own all my lows too. And then from there, it's just like, I am a constant, like I am a being that is constantly learning, growing and changing. I may not always get it right, but I'm going to try. Like I had to, I told my job, I'm like, I'm a great trier. <laughs> I'll try the hardest. Okay. Like, <laughs> I don't like, I don't like being on like any type of like bad list. So I'm a real good trier. May not be the best at everything, but I'm going to try. See, and then it's like, I don't know, like that's one side of the spectrum. And the other one is like John Hame on Mad Men. Like it's the mode of absolution is like, oh yeah, I am the shit. Like I, this is what I do. Oh, I mean, I tell people all the time, I'm a goddess, baby. Like, I am the goddess of my reality. What I say fucking goes. This is my life. Don Traper. Mm. I had to say it out loud. I'm sorry. It was like, to, to call him John Hamel Madman, that like gutted me. Like, you know this motherfucker's name. Listen, I think it's important to just say that like, we are, we're all in charge of our lives. In some way, we are all the gods, goddesses, entities, universal spiritual energies, like whatever you want to call yourself, you're in charge of your own life. If you don't like something, you have the ability to change it. And I say like, you know, my life is about me. It's about what's best for me. And there is a selfishness to that. When you have to draw hard boundaries with people that you love, like I didn't get here because I don't have good boundaries. I'm here because I had to set really difficult boundaries with people that mean the world to me. Unfortunately, like these are the things that I, I need in my life. And if we can't respect those boundaries, then we can't have anything that, until you do. Like till you do, we can't. When our boundaries are disrespected, like we're just like, we're allowing that disrespect to happen to us. You know what I mean? So if you're constantly having somebody in your life that is crossing those lines, you have to be able to sit there and say, I can't allow this anymore. We've talked about it. This is where I'm at. And until this changes, no more. Well, and I would like to revisit this subject with you. I think this would be something we've discussed in and on itself. The 
perception of what could be considered the victim's mentality. At what point is somebody that actually needs sympathy that needs to be reconditioned versus someone who's just like full of shit. Hmm. Okay. Can you repeat that question? (laughs) One more time. I'm tired. No, I guess I I, drove 12 hours. Well, well, I guess I know we recorded this. So one of us remembers this. (laughs) The recorder remembers it because trust me, I already forgot. At least I hit record. Yes, you did. Do you remember your question? No, but we got it. We recorded it. That's okay. 